Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack and Claire Clifton with you, keeping up to date with everything uh, that's happening in the life of the church at Shire Salvos. Very good evening to you, Claire. How are you doing tonight? Very well, thank you. Very good. Glad to be here. Yeah, very excited to bring you another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. So a big thanks to everyone that has been tuning in uh, week in, week out of the Shire Salvos podcast. And yeah, we uh, sincerely hope that it's been uh, informative and entertaining uh, for you. Uh, we've got uh, a big show today. We're going to be hearing a little bit later on from Mark Soper. Uh, he's going to be preaching to us from John uh, chapter 10, verses 10 to 18, about uh, Jesus uh, laying down his, uh, his life for his sheep and laying down his life for us as we uh, move in th- into the lead up towards Easter. We've got that coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. And we'll also dissect the latest news uh, of what's happening in the life of the church here at Shire Selvers at both the Menai and Miranda locations. And we're going to do that right now. So let's take a look at what is that making news in the life of the church. We start um, uh, our news section uh, with uh, some information about uh, the Easter services that are coming up. It certainly comes around really quickly, doesn't it, Claire? It's, I know. <laughs> it almost feels like uh, last Easter we were all uh, in hibernation with uh, COVID starting and everything. But uh, the Easter services have come around again, which is uh, which is great. So uh, the Easter services this year at uh, the Menai location, there will be uh, two services on Good Friday, which is the second. 2nd of April uh, and uh, Easter Sunday. So two services on Good Friday and also two on on Easter Sunday. So uh, 9 a.m. and 10.30 for both the Good Friday and Easter Sunday services. And uh, the registrations will go live uh, on the 22nd of March, 2021 at 9 a.m. That may uh, have already ceased uh, now that you're listening to this. It might have restarted. So make sure you jump on uh, to the Shire Salvos website uh, where you can uh, find out all the information in regards to that. If you want to know uh, the Shire Salvos website, it is uh, salvationarmy.org.au forward slash Shire or you can go to directly shiresalvos.org.au. So uh, that's the, the best way to find out what's happening uh, there. The uh, the website's a really good tool if you, you want to use that. Yeah, uh, and Jack, um, on that as well, um, you would notice um, if you're listening, um, the service times for Easter are 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And those times are actually going to be staying and continuing um, for um, after Easter as well. So um, just um, 9 a.m. is, I guess, the same time as what, what we've had, um, but the second service is now starting at 10.30am, so make sure you uh, mark that in your calendars as well. Uh, the self-denial uh, altar service uh, was at church uh, this week, but if you still uh, want to donate to that cause and, and what a worthy cause it is, uh, you can contact the office on 95429500. Uh, so that's a, a good way of, uh, of getting in contact with the office there and uh, either finding out some more information or um, yeah, hearing um, a bit more about uh, what goes on into the self-denial appeal and different things like that and, and giving some, uh, some, fi- uh, some financial aid uh, will be, uh, would be really good as well. And those, all those uh, self-denial videos are up on the, uh, the uh, Salvo Studio YouTube uh, page as well. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's a really good uh, way of, uh, of uh, getting in uh, contact with that and uh, finding out that we've got a couple of other news items that Claire's going to take over with now. Yeah, so there's a couple of ministry opportunities that are available. I guess um, I just want to encourage people that are listening. It's really important as, um, I guess, the church 
to remember that we are all the church and we can all contribute in in some ways. And there's a couple of ministry opportunities available at the moment. Um, so they're looking. We're looking for people um, to be part of the welcome team for um, Sunday services. Um, you can contact Catherine Lucas for more information about that. There's also a community garden at our Menai location that um, keen for anyone who loves gardening or loves people to get involved with that. And so you can speak to Kim, um, Kim Briggs, if you're interested in that. Then there's also other opportunities to um, work with um, checking and shopping for supplies for the Menai kitchen and cleaning cupboard. And the music and play actually are looking for helpers as well. So look, if you're interested in any of these opportunities, contact the church office or um, get in touch with either Catherine Lucas or Kim. And also if you're interested in music and play, um, Zoe Lang's the person to contact for that. So yeah, really encourage you to jump on board with that. Um, Also, as we've Um, talked about in the last few podcast episodes, the Welcome Project. Um, The Welcome Project is an opportunity for Salvos across New South Wales to welcome and befriend new migrants to Australia and their family. It's a great opportunity to engage in local mission to help people that are vulnerable and in need. And at the moment, there is a 39-year-old man in Miranda who's in need of a friend. And what a simple way um, that we can really make a difference in someone's life. So if you're interested, I encourage you to jump on board, contact the church office or go to tinyurl.com forward slash the welcome project. Yeah, so some really great things there. And, yeah, we certainly do encourage you here at the Shire Salvos podcast to, to get involved there, uh, whether it's the Welcome Project, whether it's, yeah, um, giving some financial aid to the uh, self-denial appeal or even just helping uh, in the life of the church. There's so many things that you can be helping uh, out with and it's not necessarily um, making sure that you're volunteering for 40 hours a week and that kind of stuff. It can, yeah, sometimes be just helping out for a few hours a week and just giving a helping hand. It's uh, it's giving back to the community, giving back to, to the, the life of the church and giving back to God, I think more importantly as well. Uh, so that is all of the news for the life of the church here at uh, both our Menai and Miranda locations. So uh, you can also find that information uh, on the uh, the Shire Salvos website, shiresalvos.org.au if you want to find out more info about that. Alternatively, you can ring uh, the church office on 95425900 or if you want to, um, uh, if that's not uh, not going to help, then uh, you can also speak to Mark or Kim. They'll be able to point you in the right direction uh, as well. We're going to get Stuck into our sermon for this week. Mark on Sunday uh, at the Menai location was uh, talking and preaching from uh, John 10 verses 10 to 18 about uh, Jesus laying down his life for his sheep and Jesus laying down uh, his life for us. I know there was a bit of um, uh, maybe not community uh, involvement, but certainly uh, some of the the members uh, of the the congregation were were getting involved with quite an interactive sermon uh, by Mark from uh, John chapter 10 verses 10 to 18. And after that, we'll wrap everything up here on the Shire Salvos podcast. So good to have you here, Jared and Haley, and all your family here. I want you to um, picture um, those moments in life where you sit and go, oh, this is the life. Anyone ever had those? It could have been a holiday, could have been a horizon, could be something happened. Anyone ever had those moments of, ah, oh, this is the life? Anyone? I got some nods. Yes. Anyone? Sometimes they're on vacation, sometimes there's just that moment with your family, could be at Christmas. But I want to ask you, what were, what were those moments for you? This, this is the life moments. Anyone? Sorry? Coffee and books. Oh, this is the life. Okay. That's an easy one. What else? Anyone else? This is the life moments. Holidays. And what about the holidays? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the life. Anyone else? Those, this is, you go, oh, this is the life. We've got some seasoned travelers here. Anyone else? Come on, Phyllis. I'm sure you've got to come up with this is the life moments. <laughs> Just being alive is this a life. You know, um, some of you may or may not know, but Lauren and I, um, my wife and my three kids, we took six months off and um, we deserted the church during COVID because that's what pastors do, you know, that time, you know, you leave, you know, thanks, Kim. Um, but we took six months off caravanning around Northern Territory, Queensland and New South Wales. And throughout that time, you had little snippets of this is the life. Alice Springs, the stars, you could just, you feel like you could just grab them and pull them down or walking around Uluru early in the morning before the sun had just about to, the sun's just about to rise and I'm the only one there worried I'm going to get eaten by a goanna or something. Um, it was one of those, you know, those this is the life moments. All the times as a parent when the kids are in bed and you can actually sit down and you think, ah, this is the life. Are you with me? We went through, um, we saw heaps of people on the road. We seen um, people on the road who had been on the road for like seven years. I can remember being um, around a fire with all these strangers and you, and you feel like we're here and laughing so hard and we just thought, you know, this is the life. And I can tell you this, people will travel throughout their whole life looking for the list, this is the life moments. You think? We saw people on the road and they had um, they got two young kids and they're on the road. They've been on the road for 18 months and they said after two years, they've decided to stop traveling and that out of all the places in Australia, that they're going to sit down and they're going to go to the place that they enjoyed the most. And I was thinking, oh, you know, I thought that seems good, but reality is what happens if your family aren't there? What happens? Like, you know, there's all these things, but they were looking for this is the moment, but to not only have this is the moment like on the odd occasion, but this is the moment life. And the other, the other thing I love about this scripture is we want to live life to the full now, in the present. It's not something we have to attain, but it's something that we can have every day, despite our circumstances, despite our challenges. And in John 10, 10, says the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. That is his sole purpose. And then Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it in all its fullness. And also talks, um, um, also in that scripture, that I have come that you may have life in all its fullness. But also there's heaps of other descriptions about what does that full life look like. And when we look at this, this, this passage, but it gives us an outline for life. This, this single verse gives us an outline for life, and there's two things. The first thing is it articulates what earth is like. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and Jesus has come. So we're talking about evil and good. You've had, who watches the news, and you can see evil exists in the world, don't you? And evil exists in the world in which we live. But so does Jesus, so does good things. Now, I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old... Um, Boy, Jude, and he's into superheroes, and he's into the Hulk, and he's got these big green gloves that he puts on. Uh, it's not really good news for his sisters, um, but he goes, Hulk smash! That's what he does. He just, when he goes like this, and then he says to me, Dad, you be the baddie, and I be the goodie, and I punch the baddie. <laughs> and so this is not good when you're playing with your sisters, okay? But, um, but the point being is from a very early age... This fundamental about life exists. Evil 
and goodness exists in the earth in which we live. And you would all agree with that. So there's a first fundamental truth in life. The second is this. In that passage, we see the very nature of God. We see the very heart of God. We see that He has come that we may have life and have it to the full. See, God is not against you. God is not against you. He is for you. And it says it in Scripture, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. In Romans 8, it says, If God is for us, who can be against us? In Psalms, it says, The Lord is with me, is for me, I will not fear. I'm not saying that God exists for your happiness and He exists for everything that we want and He's going to make it happen. He's not like a vending machine. You, do, you come to church on a Sunday, you, you, know, you, you give some tithes and offerings and you get what you want. It's not like that. But I genuinely believe when we understand God, when we understand Jesus and who He is and what He has done and we start to live aligned with Him, we will experience a fullness we will experience a fulfillment, a peace, a joy like we've never had before. And the thing is this, I believe, I know God does not come to punish but to bless. Are you with me? He doesn't come. He didn't organize this world to punish people. He actually comes to bless. And the reason I know it, because on the very thing, and Jaron Haley, when you had a child, you didn't have a child to punish him. You had a child to bless him, to protect him, to care for him. And, and anything that you could do in your power, you would do whatever, anything you could do. You'd lay your life down for him. And very much, that is at the heart of God. When he created the whole world, the universe, from Adam and Eve to now, he actually created the world to bless people. Because God is love. It's a description of who he is. Love comes from God. He actually came to bless people. And when he came and when he sent Jesus, his son, and we're going to celebrate his life at Easter, he actually thought, man, this world's getting pretty crazy out there. And he came and sent his one and only son to make things right, to make a way that imperfect people like me can be assured of my eternal destiny with him through what Jesus did on the cross. So how does God bless this world and earth and the people in it? How does he do it? And it's found in the verses straight after John 10.10. 10. In verse 11 it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says, I lay down my life. So as soon as he says, you can have life in all its fullness. I've come so that you may have life in all its fullness. The very next thing he says, I lay my life down for the sheep. We are the sheep. I lay my life down. In verse 15, he says, and says it again, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay my life down for the sheep. He says it again. He says it a third time, just in case we didn't get it. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay my life down, only to take it up again. He's talking about the resurrection after Easter. And then in verse 18, no one takes it from me. I lay it down on my own accord. I can tell you this. To know, to experience, to show sacrificial love is to experience life in all its fullness. 
To know the love of God is to experience life in all its fullness. For a child to know the absolute love and dedication for their boy or girl is a little snippet of the love that God has for you. And what I'm going to ask right now is I'm going to ask um, for some people to share, um, anyone and everyone, but I want you to think about, I want you to deeply think about when was a time in your life where you have been shown sacrificial love by a stranger, by a parent, grandparent, friend, whoever, friend. When was a time in your life when someone has showed you sacrificial love? You didn't deserve it. You couldn't pay it back. And I want you just to think about that. Because I want us just for a, a moment, just for a couple of minutes, I want you to think about that and let the emotion come to you and feel like, what was that like when someone showed you sacrificial love? And then if anyone wants to just share, what a time in your life. When you go into a new group and someone accepts you, you just feel like, you know, you're loved, careful. What else? I should know. Um, yeah, so my parents visit our house and they um, will, you know, they've cleaned their house and they're busy and whatever and then they come and my mum mm. will help out, you know. I, I'm sure she'd love to just sit and relax but she helps me, um, you know, just do housework stuff and my dad, he massages my feet mm. which is, sounds random and I was nervous about sharing because you think we're weird but he has always done that and I mean I'm sure he would love to have his feet up and me massage his feet but he will always offer he has offered Stuart and Stuart declines every time (laughs) but I just think that's yeah sacrificial Mm. love anyone else Yeah. Mm. You think about grandparents today, I think you talk about, you know, we go, oh, the young people are under so much pressure. And I think grandparents today are under just as much pressure. Their parents and grandparents. <laughs> it's harder than everyone. Anyone else? Just a time in your life. Yeah. Yeah, so you had a breakdown and then your your daughter gave up her overseas trip and come back in. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's good. Anyone else? I bet there's a lot of times 
and I'm going to do my best to get through this. But I reckon the, the mo one of the most significant for me was when I accidentally opened a letter that had the, um, the, the logo of my school on the top of it. And this was a few years after I'd finished school. Mm. And so it was strange as to why this letter came and I quickly opened it. Only to realise that it was addressed to my mother. Yeah. Now I'd finished school several years earlier, but it had the amount owing for oh. my school fees on the bottom. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A lot of years after I finished school, she was still paying for me to learn. That's love, hey. Anyone else? Mm. Mm. So you don't know Val? Val had a double knee replacement during COVID, okay? And... Um, Amazingly, you're, you're walking miracle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People driving to rehabs, taking around. One more. And yeah, probably a lot of days where, you know, I'm, I'm probably not worthy of that. But um, yeah, I still receive that love from my wife every day. And she chooses to love me every day, regardless of how stupid or crazy or silly mm. I am in that moment. So yeah, that's something every day that I'm grateful for. Mm. And I can tell you, you've all got those, those moments when you have either received or you've given love. And those moments, and you would agree... Those moments make life worth living, don't they? Those moments make life worth living. And the reason I want you to get down to those feelings is because that is just a foretaste. That is just a smidgen of the love that God has for you. And sacrificial love changes the world and it was changed the world on the cross we're going to celebrate in a couple of weeks but you know what it changes the world in us and because god is love and when you display those characteristics to your sons when you display display that sacrificial love to people in that you meet god does a work and people get a bit of touch of heaven the team's going to come up and we're just going to play a song as, as we conclude today but I suppose the application part, there's just two things. I simply, as we walk away, we've celebrated a young little boy's life today in Knox. But as you go away to this, just two things I want you to remember. And we can rattle this off just like it comes out. Oh, you know, but God, the creator of the universe, loves you with an intensity and a passion then you can even comprehend. And as you think about the times in your life when you have been received, when you have been shown that sacrificial love, my prayer is that in the lead up to Easter, that you would understand the depth that God, the creator of the universe, has for you.
And also, as Christians, as a body of Christ, we don't have to go out and be perfect because we're not going to be perfect. We'll make mistakes. But part of what we do, part of what we believe is we want to make that love known to others. We want to make that love about Jesus. The love, the sacrificial love that changes the world, that makes things worth living. We want to make that known. And you know what? There's someone in your life this week. There's someone in your life this week that needs to receive, that needs to know about that love. And you know what? One of the greatest things I believe today is the word sorry. One of the greatest words today, most powerful words today in relationships that could, that could accomplish more than we can even comprehend is I'm sorry. You know, have you ever lost it with your kids for no real reason? You've been a bit over the top? Well, I can tell you just yesterday. My daughter's coming in, she's got this yo-yo and she's, not, she's swinging around like this. Kids are running around, the TV's there and I'm thinking she hits it and makes a mark on the wall. And I sort of snapped and said, give me that, go to your room, you know, like this. It was an over-the-top reaction. And then afterwards, I sort of came down. I was having to vent to Lauren, and I came in, and I said to her, Zoe, I'm sorry for overreacting. You know that? And she goes, yeah, I know. I shouldn't have been doing that. I said, I'm sorry. Um, Anyway. And then we left. And as kids go, you know, there's another thing, and there's another thing, there's another thing. Anyway, she got upset about something anyway. She stormed into a room, slammed the door. She's 10, okay, going on 13. And she comes out, and I'm watching uh, the swans. And she comes out, and she says, Dad, I'm sorry for overreacting. I was just a bit upset about something. See, when you teach, when you show the very heart of God, and I'm not a perfect dad, I could tell you the times I've faltered. But when you show that to your children, when God shows that to us, He wants us to display it. And when you say, I'm sorry to your child, you say, I'm sorry to that friend. When you say, I'm sorry that, to whoever, it does something, it shifts something. And it, and it gives them the ability to do the same. And what it does, it gives them the ability to repair relationships. And you know what? That sacrificial love from simply saying sorry can be one of the most powerful things in your life. I've got guys that don't talk to their fathers and they don't even know what it was about. I've got no idea what it's about. We just don't talk anymore. But a simple word, sorry, maybe not it's good enough. But it's a good start. So as the team plays, we're just going to think about how can you show that sacrificial love to other people? How can you be an answer? How can you bring a bit of light into this world in the relationships that you have? And also I pray that as they sing, you would just know how valued and loved you are. So that was the sermon there from Mark, a, uh, a really, uh, really good sermon once again from Mark and really challenging and uh, thought-provoking. Uh, Claire, I wasn't able to, to be there and you were obviously uh, in the flesh there leading the music team, doing a great job as you, you always do. What was, um, what did you, maybe what did you get out of or what were you challenged by what Mark was speaking about on, on Sunday? Yeah, it was a really cool um, service actually and in the message, I guess you would have 
heard it. Um, there was an opportunity where we opened it up to the congregation and asked the question of um, if, if anyone could share a time where they'd experienced sacrificial love. And I guess you've heard some of the examples in the podcast today. Um, I've sat in both services, so I got to see lots of responses, but just really encouraging to hear I guess, people's experiences of sacrificial love, but then how Mark um, really drove home that idea that actually any kind of sacrificial love we experience here on earth is nothing compared to the love that God has for us in that he would send his son to die on the cross um, for us to have fullness of life, as it says in John 10, 10, um, life to the full. So that was super encouraging and it was just great to see the congregation get involved with that as well. So yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed the service today and look forward to another podcast next week. Yeah, certainly thought-provoking with Easter just uh, just around the corner. Uh, don't forget that you can be heading to the Shire Salvos website, shiresalvos.org.au, uh, for anything that was spoken about in terms of news. But the uh, podcast is also put up there as well if you, you want to access it uh, via that. You might be doing that already, and uh, we thank you uh, for doing that. But, uh, yeah, that's all uh, we've got for this week's episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Claire and myself will be back uh, next week for another episode and hope that you stay so stay safe and stay dry and stay well <laughs> uh, during these uh, these testing uh, times and looking forward to uh, yeah to uh, congregating back with you uh, in a couple of Sundays and uh, yeah looking forward to uh, fellowship fellowshipping in uh, in Christ together but until we see you for another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast next week goodbye and God bless this is Jack Clifton and Clay Clifton signing off from the Shire Salvos podcast mm-hmm.